and certainly heightened by the fact that we are the Jets. In Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it! And the Big Ten Championship is in Champaign! They rush the floor! And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois. It's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. And uh, Cleveland? Cleveland rocks? No, not as far as I'm concerned. Cleveland sucks. And Eric Fry. Kumbaya, and it's all good. And... It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. happening out there welcome in uh, happy monday uh, to you happy overreaction monday uh, to you it is a september 25th 2023 we're live here on the air of the starting lineup on 98.9 the game travis sparks eric fry hanging out with you for the next hour here on trust radio coming up we got everything to a recap from over the weekend so uh, typical loaded Monday uh, show. We got high school football to uh, talk about and a recap from a Friday night and a one Saturday game. We got some local sports to update you on and we get set for the schedule for uh, today and uh, tonight's matchups. We got the top three moments from the sports weekend. So we try to narrow down everything that happened this weekend to uh, three. Of course, it's the uh, post high school weekend. So we got how do you like me now? Beast mode. Overreactions, pick'em recap, and a NASCAR pick'em recap as well. Everything that happened in the NFL yesterday, and we got not one, but two games again tonight, and we'll take a look at those, and we'll also get to Coach Duckett from the Shelbyville Rams, the undefeated Shelbyville Rams currently talked about their great start once again in their game on a Friday night and their one coming up so uh, we'll get to him in the uh, podcast and a loaded show so uh, we'll save a lot of that for the podcast in some sort of a fashion of course everyone knows where to find the starting lineup podcast it's iTunes Spotify the website fmradio.com as well here on this Manic Monday starting lineup style. As, of course, uh, the starting lineup would not be possible without Tingley Insurance Agency Worth Computer Repair to Topless State Bank. Appreciate uh, their sponsorship uh, there. And we'll see if we can uh, fit in some uh, MLB talk as well as I see here the last week of the regular season is upon us. It is. If you can Some people that. are f- still fighting for playoff positioning and whatnot. The Cardinals yep. are not, unfortunately. Uh, and they do have the uh, day off uh, today. They do. As well as they're making their trek back from uh, San Diego. They're going to be uh, making a stop in Milwaukee 
for a three-game set with the Brewers before they come home for the final homestand this weekend against the Reds. As I did see in baseball, the Yankees eliminated from playoff contention. Come on in and come in and enjoy the eliminated pool. Yep. It's fine. The water is cool. And just start your off season a little earlier. Yeah, so, yeah it's fine. Both the New York teams can join, and yes. we're all good. I don't think the, are the Mets officially eliminated? I mean, they should be. Uh, yeah, they are. Okay. They have the E next to their I name. Couldn't, I couldn't remember now. <laughs> the Guardians second place, and so they have an E next to their name. That's yep. the Twins clinched this weekend. So uh, we'll maybe touch a little bit on a baseball to see what we can get to here. So uh, we got a lot to get to, so uh, we got a lot to cover. So we need to get it started, and we need to hit it up with First Things First. Before we get into the show. First things first. And we're starting off in high school football from uh, Friday night. That is not a good week for the uh, people here at Cromwell Media and our sports teams as uh, both of our teams uh, that we cover over on WCRA. The Cumberland Pirates took the loss against Arthur and FEM over on Jack FM took the loss as well to the Charleston uh, Trojans. And uh, that's where we'll start here with uh, Charleston and FEM's uh, game as uh, finally Charleston has uh, broken the uh, losing streak that they were on against uh, the Hearts. It's been ten- since 2012 since Charleston last BFEM until Friday night. Mm-hmm. Charleston won this one 21 to 17 was the uh, final score. And my report honestly was right on the point of missed opportunities for FEM. Also some untimely penalties happened as well. They did happen for both teams, but... Charleston overcame them and uh, also had some mistakes with some turnovers as well that ultimately doomed the hearts. And when you're turning the ball over like they did on a Friday night against a good quality team like Charleston, it'll come back to uh, bite you. And that's exactly what happened. And uh, Charleston, happy homecoming, wanting his FEM, broke that streak. Mm -hmm. And maybe it can finally be a, a rivalry game now because Charleston's got one back in the win column, yep. and I also put Charleston football's back. I believe it. I saw it with my own eyes. I, I was going to say, They're back. Travis, do you believe them now? Do you believe yes. the, the hype a little bit now about Charleston? Yes, I wasn't a doubter but before, but now seeing them, I do think that they're they're back and they're on the uh, upper trajectory and they're the two programs that are kind of going in the opposite directions, I feel. Charleston's on the way up. FEM, kind of where we are at in the season, you know, after week five, they could be trending downward mm-hmm. and and whatnot. So that's kind of scary to think about. But, you know, we're, we're still talking about the, the same things of, you know, where we're still trying to find ourselves and we're trying to correct the things that we need to work on rather than uh, try to focus on winning against other teams. We're, we're trying to look within ourselves and whatnot. You thought it was a step in the right direction with the win against Matt Toon. Now it kind of takes a step back as some of the same things keep happening. And, you know, at this point in the season, maybe this is who they are now. Yeah. Because this is entering week six. 
and the same things keep happening. Yeah, and it seems like, you know, you can't keep making the same mistakes game after game after game after game. I know this for a fact from the team I watch on Friday nights, Travis, and we'll get to that in a little mm-hmm. bit. But it seems like both of our teams beat the teams they're supposed to, but up against good teams just can't get out of their own way. Yeah, that's a good good way to describe it. Can't get out of their own way. They're there. They should be winning game these games, but they make self-inflicted mistakes mm-hmm. that shouldn't happen that cost them games. Right. Yeah, and you know, I, I said that Charleston made some mistakes too, but they uh, overcame them. Mm-hmm. Like a couple of them, uh, they had a penalty that wiped out a 22-yard touchdown pass, but eventually they uh, got it corrected, and they eventually got the touchdown anyways with a short little run by Coffee and punched it in. That was ultimately the uh, game winner mm-hmm. there to put them up for for the final score and uh, FEM. They had some opportunities. One of them in particular. One of the biggest plays was uh, they had a big return by Jacob Weaver. He returned it all the way to Charleston territory, the 31-yard line, mm-hmm. and FEM couldn't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. They turned it over on downs anyways. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was a, a big swing in the game. And then ultimately what swung it and was ultimately the difference uh, with the swing of points here was right before the half. Uh, Charleston was leading 14-7, to and FEM was putting a nice drive together, and uh, Gillum scrambled, and he took it all the way down to the one, and uh, it was three seconds left. Coach took the timeout, and uh, both teams went to the sidelines and were discussing what play to draw up for on, on the goal line, mm-hmm. first and goal. And then all of a sudden the refs came over and was uh, talking about a penalty. Uh, a phantom flag comes out. And it was an illegal procedure or something, I think, what was the call. And so instead of being at the one-yard line, it was from the line of scrimmage. And that put it all the way to the 14. Mm. So, you know, Coach Hefner was like, well, he put his arms up like, you know, where was this at and whatnot. And, you know, that changed the whole play yeah. call there yeah. of going for it for the possible touchdown they ended up sending out michael stefton to kick the field goal which he nailed the 31 yard field goal to make it 14 to 10 to get some points out of the mm-hmm. deal but ultimately look at that i mean if they punch it in from one yard out yep, we're tied we're tied at 14 mm-hmm. and then fem comes out in the second half and scores their touchdown to put them up 17 14 but that would have been 21 to 14 at that mm-hmm. point so ultimately that was one of the ones that uh, was a huge play in the game. That's one of the ones that, you know, first thing Saturday morning, coach is going, where's that film? I want to <laughs> see it. Right. I want to look at that play, and I want to see what the penalty was. Right. So that, A, I feel good about myself knowing that we did make a penalty. Right. And we can learn from it. Yeah. I mean, that's why. Because you can't do anything about it. It's not like you're going to complain about it now. Right. But you can at least, you know – look at it and see what it was that they called if they called something that was there and look and see what it was and go next time this is how we can fix it right learning opportunity but you hate yeah. that it happened like that right yeah. and kind of charleston had the same way with the 22 yard touchdown pass was you know everyone was celebrating and the fireworks were going off and then all of a sudden the refs are uh calling the penalty on, on a tripping call Ugh. so i don't know where that came from either but Either way, it, it wiped out the touchdown. But again, Charleston eventually finished off that drive with points. Yep. So yep. it ultimately uh, didn't matter. But uh, it was just a, 
game was filled with some untimely penalties mm-hmm. for FEM and some turnovers. They had some interception. Uh, they had a couple of fumbles as well. And Charleston one time had a fumble as well, but didn't really cost them too much as they recovered it uh, there. But, you know, Charleston ultimately uh, made plays when they needed to and uh, were victorious. And they got an interception there with about uh, about a minute to go. And that's kind of what sealed the deal mm-hmm. uh, there, ending any sort of comeback attempt uh, for the Hearts. So uh, Charleston, 4-1 and one on the season, and they even it up 1-1. and one in the Apollo for them. And they got the Coles County clash yeah. coming up yeah. next week at, or this week at EIU. I know they're very hyped about that. And I know Matt Toon was selling tickets the uh, other game and Charleston was talking about it. Uh, so they're really excited there and rightfully so now being yeah. four and one yep. uh, on the year. Chance to become playoff eligible next yeah, week. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so that would be a big thing for them. And FEM uh, the other way, two and three. And it's their turn to home host homecoming this week against uh, Taylorville. Uh, but uh, two and three on the season now mm-hmm. are, are the Hearts running out of time yep. to uh, get this thing straightened out. Yep. There. Speaking of uh, things uh, taking a turn, that was the game against uh, Arthur for the uh, Cumberland Pirates as uh, they uh, fell to the Knights, and it was a low-scoring affair. Mm-hmm. And it was a 14-6 to final score with Arthur coming away with a dub. Yeah, all the scoring came in the second quarter, Travis. And again, you talked about Effingham and mistakes. It was Cumberland mistakes. Arthur got on the board first, 7.30 left to go in the second quarter, 60-yard touchdown run by Jace Parsons. However, the drive only stayed alive, Travis, because of Cumberland mistakes. Pirates had Arthur back on a third and 18 on their own 18, Mm -hmm. so deep in their own territory. Three straight offside penalties. Three straight in a row. Arthur would then convert and get the first down because instead of third and 18, it was third and three. Mm -hmm. Converted it. A couple plays later, Parsons went in for the 60-yard touchdown. So Cumberland gets the ball back. They're trying on their next drive. Have to punt it. Snap goes over the punter's head. Arthur's able to recover it on the two. Mm -hmm. Parsons, two-yard touchdown run. You're down 14-0. But you didn't – and this is why I tried to tell Coach after the game because, you know, Coach was was upset. And the reason why, Travis, eight penalties for 45 yards, two turnovers for mm. the Pirates. Now, one, they didn't lose. It was a fumble, but they didn't lose the, the ball. One interception. But as I tried to, to, you know, convey, they held Arthur to 169 yards. This is an Arthur offense that was averaging – they hadn't scored less than 30 yards this – or 30 points this season. Yeah. You held them to 14. Mm-hmm. You held him to 169 yards. Mm-hmm. You did what you were supposed to do on defense. The problem was the offense just was not there. Mm-hmm. And and that's where, you know, you still, again, and I think maybe that's what Coach was upset about, Travis. Cumberland outgained Arthur 239 to 169. Mm. They also forced four turnovers. Again, one was a fumble that Arthur didn't lose. So they forced three turnovers. Parsons' first two passes were interceptions. Mm. So you had opportunities. Yeah. And I think that's what Coach was so frustrated about is the fact of it. Cumberland could drive the ball perfectly fine. They just could not get the ball in the end zone. No matter mm-hmm. what they did, they'd have drive stall out, have to punt it, or a penalty 
that would push him back and get him out of a chance of scoring. You know, McMeekin had 108 yards and the only touchdown for the Pirates. I thought Olmstead threw the ball pretty well, 12 for 27, 112 yards, considering he's barely thrown the ball this season. I thought he looked decent and did have one pick, but unfortunately for Cumberland, it was just too many mistakes. Eight penalties for 45 yards when Arthur only has four for 20. That's a big discrepancy. Right. You're not going to win a lot of games when you're giving up that many yards, especially backbreakers like a third and 18 that becomes a third and three. Mm-hmm. And that's right. just, I, I think what it was was that the guys were getting excited because they knew Arthur was going to run. Because Arthur, you know, after the first two passes, go for picks, you know they're going to run the football. So sure. guys start crowding the line, start getting closer and closer, and it's just offsides on a big third down. Mm-hmm. And it swung the momentum in the second quarter, and then both teams just kept defensive battle in the second half. You know, yeah. unlike the Sullivan game, Sullivan Cumberland spotted Sullivan twenty-one points, and you knew there was no way of coming back. Right, it was going to be difficult. This game, you had your opportunities, you just couldn't quite cash in at the right times. Right, yeah, you were still within a striking distance there. Oh yeah, and, and it was a, a, a turnover on downs late in the game. You know. Cumberland had the ball in the fourth quarter driving, and they just could not could not get it in there. And, mm. uh, you know, that's one of those things where you're so close and you just couldn't quite finish it off. So uh, Cumberland had a, a fourth, and, fourth and goal, I believe, from about the four and couldn't get it in. And mm. the, those are the plays that you look back and go, Ugh, you know, what, what do yeah, we do? You want them back. So, um, but credit to Arthur. That's why they're undefeated on the season. They're able to find a way to win. Right, you know, exactly. So you know, sometimes that you know when you're five and zero, oh, you have these games where you just find a way. Yeah, find a way to win. And they did that, and all props to them. They became playoff eligible with that win. Um, officially, Cumberland got to regroup. Because yeah. again, you have Arcola next week, and I know it's a down Arcola, but talking with Coach after the game, we'll talk more with Coach later on in the week. They're dealing with injuries. One of their best linemen, Garza, has been injured. But just because he's injured doesn't mean he's not coming back this week. That's the thing with injuries. When a team is on paper good and then they have a couple injuries, you never know when those players are coming back. Right. And when that team can get better. Mm -hmm. So I think that is definitely a thing that the Pirates are concerned about because now you're sitting at 3-2, and but you face the two big dogs, which is a good thing. Yep. But with the way this Lincoln Prairie has lined up, Travis, I don't think any game is a guarantee. Sure. There's been games that shouldn't have been won that have been won by teams that shouldn't have won them. Yeah. So I, I don't think for once this year, and maybe it's, we always complain about the Lincoln Prairie and how weak of a football conference it is. This year, I don't think it's weak. It's just mediocrity. It's just everyone's just kind of, you know, you have the top two teams of Sullivan and Arthur, mm-hmm. and then kind of everyone else is just middle of the pack. Right, yeah, everyone's kind of everyone's kind of lumped in there. Yeah, at three and two, two yep. and three. Yep, just the majority just of teams hanging out right there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I don't think anything is a guarantee moving forward. Right for for Cumberland, so especially the way Cumberland has dominated this conference the past couple of years right at the top or at the top, mm-hmm. you know any of these teams they're still facing, I'm talking Argenta, I'm talking Arcola, I'm talking Tri-County, would love to be the ones to eliminate Cumberland from the postseason. Oh, yeah. yeah, And exactly. that's a real possibility. 
Right. Yeah, and, you know, Arthur, like Charleston, snapping a losing streak against uh, FEM. Arthur snaps a little bit of a losing streak against yep. uh, Cumberland, finally uh, getting uh, that, conquering that giant yep. and slaying that beast that was the uh, Pirates uh, for them. So uh, off to an amazing start. We'll talk to uh, Coach Jefferson uh, later in yep. the week about that and how well the Knights have got off to, and they'll be hosting a Nokomis. Mm-hmm this upcoming week another team travis that we don't know quite where they're at they're sitting at three and two that's another team the pirates have to face uh right. nicomas that one scares me a little bit Ooh, making a long drive yes. nicomas too yes <laughs> so we'll talk about what nicomas did as well as the rest of the lpc apollo and all of the other area conferences when we return here and recap week number five of the high school football season on the way here on the starting lineup the starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at PekinInsurance.com. And in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Our service makes the difference here at Dan Heck Chevrolet Toyota in Effingham. Mitch Hulskatter and his team are ready to get your vehicle in tip-top shape. Regular maintenance on your vehicle can save you a lot over time, and we invite you to trust your maintenance to the most experienced Dan Heck service team. For over 62 years, more people have trusted us for all their automotive needs. Here at Dan Heck Chevrolet Toyota, South Route 45 in Effingham or danheck.com online. Cromwell Media Group Effingham, Illinois Market is looking for a board operator to join our team. In this role, you will operate the soundboard during basketball and football games. No experience is necessary as we will provide you on-the-job training. You must be 18 or older to apply. If you're interested in a flexible position that will teach you new skills, this job opportunity is for you. Email your resume to Eric Fry, Operations Manager, at eric.fry at cromwellmedia.com or drop it off at 405 South Banker Street, Suite 201 in Equal opportunity, affirmative action employer. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. And now. Now, here's the thing. I was just looking at ESPN. They have their team stats. And I almost choked on the water I hadn't drank yet. Because it says for the Saints, they've given up nine points Per game. That's it. The starting lineup. That is not right. It's just the playoffs. No. That's 
It's cumulative of the season, I believe. Well, maybe not. It's just the playoffs. No, because they give up. Okay. It is. You're right. Okay, never mind. Don't listen to me. I'll be sitting over here being quiet. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the starting lineup here on 98.9. Uh, let's take a look at the rest of high school football action from week number five. As it was uh, Muhammad Seymour picking up a win at number four, their fourth straight win to improve to uh, four and a one. And uh, this one was a 42 to nothing game or a 48 to nothing game. I saw the IHSA had uh, that on uh, their website, but I saw others reported that it was 42 to a zero. Either way, only a six point difference. Yep. Either way, Taylorville got shut out, and they fall to a three and two on the season, and they've uh, dropped the back-to-back games. But it's okay. Two top team teams in the conference in Mount Zion, and now Muhammad uh, Dyer. He had four touchdown passes. He was fourteen and twenty-one, a hundred and ninety yards. As Ashby had thirty-one carries and a couple of touchdowns as well. And uh, Trey Peters had five catches, three touchdowns. And 108 yards as well. It was a Mount Zion uh, continuing their undefeated start. Best start since 2019 when they were undefeated in the regular season there. They got this victory 35-14 to against Matt Toon. As Mount Zion got the scoring started early and often 21 to nothing after one quarter. And it was 28 to nothing before Mattoon finally got on the board in the uh, second. Uh, Trayer hit Klein to get the green wave on the board, but then Matt, uh, Mount Zion put up another touchdown. So it was 35 to seven at halftime uh, there. Makobe uh, Adams he was 20 of 31, 244 yards, three uh, touchdown passes, and they were spread out to three different receivers: Harvey, McAdee, and Anderson. All caught touchdowns, and uh, Trimble actually uh, reportedly left with an injury, uh, but the score was 35-7 to at that yeah. point. So uh, just as a precaution, didn't play in the uh, second half, and I'm not sure how uh, long all the starters played in the second half there uh, for Mount Zion with the score. Uh, but next week, or this week on a Friday. That is the uh, juicy matchup mm-hmm. in the Apollo. It is Mount Zion at Muhammad, an all-important matchup for the uh, conference yep. as well. So uh, we'll be uh, looking on that and previewing that coming up later in the week. Rest of the action uh, from uh, the uh, Lincoln Prairie on a Friday. It was a uh, Villa Grove uh, picking up a win uh, against Arcola as it was 21-2-14, a final score. Arcola got things started off scoring the first, then Villa Grove tied it up in the second quarter. That would be the score at halftime, 7-7. Then Hunter Butts had a second touchdown of the night, gave Villa Grove the lead, 14-7. Arcola then tied it up again, and we're tied at 14 until late in the fourth quarter, and uh, Noah Wilcoxon uh, caught the uh, uh, go-ahead touchdown there. 21-2-14 was the final there. So uh, now Villa Grove going to be taking on uh, Sarah Gordo this upcoming weekend. Uh, we mentioned Arcola 
is at Cumberland this week, and then they got Arthur the following week for the two and three Purple Riders. Another team of that is a 2A and a 3, and that is Argenta. They picked up their second win of the uh, season, 31-2-13 over Sagamon Valley. Sagamon Valley actually had a lead in this one, 13-2-12. They thought they were going to have that going into halftime, but Ar Argenta scored quickly, and it was 18-13 at the half, and then it was all Argenta in the second half, obviously. Uh, Ethan Mahan had three uh, passing touchdowns for the uh, Bombers. And now Argenta, two and three on the season. Can they make it three as they go up against Tri-County this upcoming week? And it was uh, Sullivan getting the win over Sarah Gordo, 59-7. So Sullivan has some more wins that they've had in the past few seasons. They're 5-0, and playoff eligible as well, the highest out point output this season for them in the third game this defense has held opponents to seven points or less as well uh Freiman had only three carries but 132 yards and a touchdown and it was the Cooper Christensen game on the passing attack 294 yards through the air and five touchdowns including to five different receivers there for Cooper improving to five and oh for Sullivan and uh, this upcoming week, they are going to be taking on Sagamon Valley. Mm -hmm. Nokomis, they got a win of 42-0 to over Tri-County. So back-to-back -back wins for Nokomis. And Tri-County, unfortunately, falls to 0-5 on the uh, season. And now Nokomis, this is when they have their uh, gauntlet schedule. They're at Arthur, at Sullivan, and then host Cumberland the next three weeks before closing out with Sagamon Valley. And also it was the second time that Tri-Counties got shut out this season. And the Little Illini, it was, we knew one of these teams was going to get their first dub, and it was Newton pulling it out. 28-20 to uh, 20 was the uh, final, getting their first win of the season, improving the 1-4, and four, and Olney falls to 0-5 on the season. It was the Newton ground attack that was working for them. They had over 212 yards rushing. Uh, Meyer Tarr had 19 carries, 120 yards, and found the end zone three times. And Max Meinhardt threw a touchdown. It was 6 for 13, 132 yards. And that touchdown pass was a long touchdown pass to Evan Zumballen. 93 yards it went, and that was his only reception. But he found the end zone there on the long TD. Uh, so Newton, 1-4 and four on the season. Mount Carmel, they continue to roll as their fourth straight victory. And they got this one 49 to a 7 over Paris and Paris falls to two and three on the season. And it was a Robinson also getting their first win of the season as well in their highest point output this season as they got the shutout victory over Marshall 25 to a zero. And so Marshall falls to one and a four and Robinson improves to one and four on the season. And then it was a battle between the two undefeated teams on a Saturday. It was Casey matching up against Lawrenceville. And it was Casey picking up another win and another shutout as this is the fourth shutout. That's four in five weeks and a late touchdown by Newton. Otherwise, that would be five straight to start the season for Casey. This defense is for real, folks, as another 14-2-0 to win for Casey. This is the first time that the Warriors have been undefeated since 2013 when they went 11-1 on the year. And they 
are got a Marshall coming up next week in that rivalry game. Casey got a touchdown in the first, touchdown in the fourth, and uh, that was it. Both were rushing touchdowns by Connor Sullivan. 24 carries, 128 yards, and those two scores for the Warriors and Lawrenceville. Now 4-1, and one, and they got Robinson upcoming this week. So Casey wins the battle of undefeateds and also pitching another shutout mm-hmm. as well. So impressive start for Casey. Very much so. Here, so... Uh, they're back. Uh, yeah, I, I would think so, Travis. They got one uh, more week before that uh, pivotal matchup against Mount Carmel. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, uh, in the Central Illinois Conference, it was a Tuscola picking up a, a win as they are two and three on the season, and they got this one forty-two to fourteen over Central A&M. Uh, both teams uh, traded scores in the early going, including uh, Central A&M uh, Evan uh, Persall. 82-yard touchdown, first play from scrimmage for Central A&M. Unfortunately, that was the only score until late in the fourth quarter for A&M as Persall got in the end zone once again. But at that point, the score was well in hand for Tuscola. 21-2-7 was the lead for the Warriors after one quarter. Jordan Quinn, three passing touchdowns in this one, two to Austin Cummings. And Quinn also had a couple rushing touchdowns as well and an interception return Mm -hmm. for a TD as well. So Jordan Quinn have himself a game uh, there. And so uh, Tuscola. 2-3, 2-3, A&M falls to 2-3 and on the season, but they're 0-2 in the CIC mm-hmm. there. Shelbyville, they pick up their fifth win of the season. They're 5-0, and another great start for them. But, playoff eligible. And, yeah, playoff eligible. And it was the lowest scoring output of mm-hmm. the season so far. But, hey, 27-2-0 win. Another shutout against Warrensburg-Latham in their second shutout in three weeks for the Rams. And so uh, coming up, we're talking to Coach Duckett about that game. So tune in to uh, find out more about that. And uh, Shelbyville's got a making a Meridian coming up for their final regular season home game as their final three are on the road for the Rams. Uh, Clinton, they put up a 50-burger, 54-20 over making a Meridian. Uh, Their back-to-back wins now for Clinton. And Macon falls to one and four on the season. Matching up with those Rams this week. And Clinton's got Tuscola in that important matchup for both of those squads. Clinton, Travis, has surprised me a little bit here coming down the stretch. Yeah. But, you know, back-to-back wins. I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to be a playoff team, but they're starting to play some better football. Right, yeah, and they're 2-0 and in the conference. Yep. And uh, they play Shelbyville in week eight. Yep. For that matchup. Looking forward to that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the uh, South Central Conference, it was uh, Vandalia 59 to uh, 34, highest output total for uh, Vandalia. And now they've won a four straight. Another quick start of four of them. Uh, they got a quickly 14 to 0 lead, uh, but eventually North Mac came back and eventually cut it to one. It was 14 to 13 at that point, but then uh, Vandalia took control. They led at halftime by eight. And then eventually their lead grew to 35-20 to 20 at one point, and then they just kind of stacked on the points, and North Mac had another score late in the game as well. Andrew Kelly, 17 carries, 133 yards, four touchdowns on the ground, and three more uh, through the air, 184 yards 
there as well. And a couple of those touchdowns were to Jacob Johnson, who had two receptions for 75 yards and those two scores there for Vandalia. So they just keep rolling on for the uh, Vandals this season and continue to put up the points there. It was Carlinville getting the win over a Piasol, and that one was by the final of 27-2-14. to So Carlinville, 3-2 and now, and Piasol, after starting the season 2-0, and they have dropped their last three games uh, for them uh, there. And it was a Staunton getting the win over a Gillespie, 38-16. So uh, Staunton now is a 2-3 and on the season in Gillespie. Oh, and five uh, there. And then this was the uh, matchup of the night between Greenville and Pena, a battle of undefeateds. And Greenville, are they for real? Five and oh, they beat the uh, Panthers. And this was the first time they beat Pena since 2014 when Greenville went undefeated in the regular season. There they finished up nine and one. Uh, Greenville took advantage of some turnovers, though. Pena. Four turnovers in the game for them, including the first couple of drives. Fumble, interception, and then a fumble again in one of their first three possessions there. Uh, Greenville finally uh, got on the board there as actually uh, Pena was the leader within the first five minutes. They had a 90-yard interception return for a touchdown for them, and then all those turnovers uh, happened. And then Greenville finally capitalized on a couple of those uh, turnovers. They tied it up after the PAT was blocked, and then uh, they capitalized on another turnover with great field position as well off of a penalty to set them up in prime position. Uh, Dayton Oliver uh, punched it in for what would have been the go-ahead touchdown, and then Greenville added another one uh, there. Taking down Pena, another one of those where Pena just couldn't get out of their own way yep. with uh, turnovers, and Greenville, though, put up a statement 5-0 and now. Playoff eligible. Yes, they are, and they're looking for more, and they have a, a stranglehold on that uh, South Central lead. But this week, big matchup. This is rivalry week, it seems like. Mm-hmm. As uh, We got a juicy matchup in the South Central. Vandalia, Greenville, they're in Greenville, 4-1. and one. And if the Vandals, they can just throw this into chaos if they can uh, beat Greenville mm-hmm. on a Friday night. But Greenville... They could be well on their way to a conference title if they win on a Friday. So it'll go a long way. We'll wait to see how that matchups shake out. So that's it for week number five. We'll be hearing from area coaches coming up later in the week. And we'll get you set for week number six. And we'll continue to look at the playoffs uh, later on in the week as well. See where everyone sits and see where everyone was moving and shaking. Uh, this week on the lines when it comes to playoffs mm-hmm. later in the week. But right now we got to step away and take a break. And we got to talk about some uh, local sports when we return that didn't involve the uh, pigskin this weekend. Coming up next here on the Star Lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back.
This is Effingham Fire Chief Brent Yoakum. We have all heard about home fires taking lives and destroying all that a family owns. These tragedies remind us to double check for fire safety. The Effingham Fire Department says, make sure your home has properly installed and working smoke alarms. Replace the batteries each time you change the hour on your clocks. Practice a fire escape plan. Teach children never to hide if there's a fire. In case of fires, the most important thing to do is to protect life. Get out and stay out. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Totopolis State Bank. In Totopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. And now... The starting lineup. It is disrespectful to have the softball national championship at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. What is that? On 98.9 The Game. Eric Fry Sports Center update. The Blues went 1-1 one one during a split squad preseason doubleheader against the Arizona Coyotes on Saturday as the Blues won 3-2 in St. Louis but lost 5-1 in Wichita. St. Louis City SC scored a pair of second-half goals to beat Minnesota United 2-1. The City hosts Sporting KC this Saturday. The Chicago Fire FC picked up a point during a 2-2 draw against New England at Soldier Field on Saturday. The Fire in 12th place in the Eastern Conference with 8 wins, 10 draws, and two lo- uh, 12 losses. 34 points to visit New York Red Bulls on Saturday. Cleveland Browns are getting a positive update on the injury status of their star running back. ESPN reports Nick Chubb only tore his left MCL and the injury is not considered to be career-ending. Four-time Pro Bowler is expected to make a full recovery in six to eight months. Chubb got hurt during the team's Week 2 loss to the Steelers in Pittsburgh after he landed awkwardly following a tackle by Fitzpatrick. 27-year-old was ruled out the rest of the season once the game ended. Usher will headline the halftime show at Super Bowl 58. The eight-time Grammy Award winner will take the stage at the Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas for the big game. On February 11th, for his part, the R&B superstar called it, quote, the honor of a lifetime, end quote. Usher's performance will mark his second Super Bowl appearance. He previously performed along with the Black Eyed Peas at the 2011 halftime show. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on a 98.9. Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center hit. And what year is this? Usher. Usher. Usher doing the halftime performance. Well, give it time, Travis, because I'm sure if a certain team from Kansas City makes the Super Bowl, there will be a special appearance by someone to do Ooh, a duet with Usher. Yes. Or sing the national anthem. One of the I, two. I like where your head's at. He's on, Eric's on top of it. He's he's the person in the know and the I'm gossip. Trendy. Yeah, exactly. So that makes me want to see Kansas City in the Super Bowl even more. There you go. <laughs> uh, but long way to go for that only in week three. There, the NFL. We'll get to that coming up in the uh, podcast. But uh, let's take a look at some uh, local sports action from uh, Friday and this weekend. On a Friday, we had a, a big one there in uh, on the baseball diamonds as it was Totopolis handing St. Anthony their first loss of the fall season there, and they got it. Uh, the shoes won four to three against the St. A as this one was a dandy of a game as Topolis picked up a couple runs in the third. St. Anthony answered right back and they tied it up there at two. That's Topolis picked up uh, their other 
four runs there where they got uh, two in the fourth. And then uh, St. Anthony scored a run in the fifth, but that was it for the uh, Bulldogs as it was Haney taking the win for the Shoes. He went four innings, giving up four hits, three runs, a couple of them were earned, one a walk, and a Kramer and Addis pitched the uh, final uh, three innings. They're only giving up three hits um, in the contest. And the rest of the way for Topless, it was Link taking the loss, three and a third inning, four hits, four runs, three of them were in a couple walks and a couple of strikeouts. Uh, RBI is credited here for the uh, shoes. Uh, Custer got one, and uh, Z Nieberge got one as well uh, for uh, the Bulldogs. Uh, Fear Day had a couple of RBIs, and Repke picked up the other RBI for um, St. A, and it was uh, Fear Day. Sending one over the fence as well. Home run uh, for him. But T-Town taking down St. Anthony. First time this fall season for the Bulldogs suffering that ill. Um, in softball, he had some rain up there the state tournament yeah. in uh, normal. So uh, those games were uh, postponed to uh, Saturday. And uh, boys uh, golf on Friday. St. Anthony won the uh, Centralia Orphan Invitational uh, with a low score of 201. And that was kind of a... Uh, tag team uh, style uh, pairs tournament mm-hmm. thing there in Centralia uh, there in uh, girls golf uh, had a big one there in Centennial uh, the John Mayak Invitational and it was Matt Toon who uh, took home a first place in that one it was FEM finishing in third Charleston finished in fifth and Topolis finish in a seventh in the low individual for the uh, tournament was Blair Powers from Mattoon shooting a 73 uh, there uh, action over the uh, weekend we had Altamont picking up the win over Nioga 9-2 in a battle of the Indians uh, Melville picked up the win on the mound for Altamont and it was Elam Schultz Davis all had a couple RBIs Eli Miller had an RBI as well for the victorious Altamont Indians and a big matchup uh, for them coming up uh, tomorrow. So I'll tell you about that one coming up. Uh, it's Topolis. Uh, they picked up a pair of wins over South Central. They won two to nothing in game one. And then in game two, a lot more scoring. 13 to three was the final there. It was North Clay getting the win over Windsor's two straws, eight to uh, zero. In the uh, championship game of the uh, EIC tournament there in uh, Greenville, at 10 a.m., it was a CHBC again. The win over Brownstown, a six to two, and Radoff two or seven strong innings, complete game for him. Only two runs, couple of hits, three walks, and a seven strikeouts for CHBC. And then there at that uh, state tournament in 1A, it was South Central falling five to three against uh, Pontiac St. Mary's to end there fabulous season in a two-way in the state tournament it was uh, jasper county picking up one win against monticello 10 to 2 a 0 they advanced to the winner side of the bracket and beecher defeated uh, jasper county there 6 to a 0 and uh, they'll still be in action for the uh, third place game uh today uh there and in the uh, 3a tournament it was uh, frankfurt hickory creek defeating charleston at 10 to 1 ending their season as well in a junior high baseball on saturday the sectional championship in a saint anthony went to paris crestwood as they won it two to one over a saint a in the morrisonville sectional championship it was Staunton over auburn a 10 to zero 
And in the Teutopolis sectional championship, it was Teutopolis getting the win over Newton Jasper County, three to one. So Teutopolis, no stranger to a state tournaments there. They're back in it there coming up this weekend. And in the Pena sectional championship, it was Charleston over Taylorville, 12 to zero. They're advancing to the state tournament as well. In a boys golf, we had that big uh, invitational in uh, Charleston, and it was the uh, Charleston Red team getting uh, the win, getting first place there. Mount Zion finished in second, Topless was third, and FEM finishing in fourth place uh, there. And have some of those results up on the website, so go check out more in depth there. Uh, Paris got the win over St. Anthony in soccer, four to one. Topless beat uh, Trent Wesley in 11 to one, and FEM won over Robinson at six to a nil. Uh, there, uh, games going on today. You got St. Anthony there at Odin, North Clay at Wayne City, Woodlawn at Neoga. Topless hosting at Dietrich in volleyball tonight. You got uh, St. Elmo at Patoka, North Clay at Topless, Windsor Two Straws at Shelbyville, CHBC in South Central, Neoga hosting Central NM, Cumberland is at a Dietrich uh, there. In a boys golf, we have on the girls and boys side the South Central Conference meet today. Uh, Newton, Flora, they are at Casey in a little Ryder Cup style match with those three. Uh, Marshall is at Robinson. Shelbyville is at uh, Taylorville, and both uh, boys and girls meet uh, there. Tuscola is at St. Anthony. Uh, Tatopolis, North Clay, Ramsey, Windsor's Two Straws, they're all at uh, Sullivan. And Marshall is at Robinson in a boys golf there and uh, the uh, uh, golf season is coming to a close quickly with the uh, postseason coming up on Wednesday it's when they start regional play there in a uh, soccer yard uh, Robinson at topless Mattoon at uh, Civic Memorial Mount Zion host at Olney uh, you got Vandalia at Carlisle in tennis you got St. Anthony at Greenville FEM at Mount Zion uh, Decatur St. Therese hosting Taylorville, Robinson at Newton, Paris at Olney, Casey hosting Flora and Hillsborough at Vandalia today as well. Again, the entire schedule and results on the website, femradio.com. Just uh, click on that under our local sports tab there, and you can see the full results. And, uh, of course, it's a post-weekend, so we got to narrow things, everything that happened in the weekend uh, down to uh, three uh, moments for us. So that's what we're doing, uh, closing out the show with the top three of the sports weekend coming up next here on the Star Lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. This is Lucas Crenning with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together, we can save lives. Join Mark Patrick Seminars and stop smoking now without cravings, irritability, weight gain, or your money back. Totally changed my life. It's amazing. I don't have any cravings. You want to quit, but have found it impossible. This is the thing for you. I have absolutely no cravings. It's the darndest thing I have ever seen in my life. It's not for entertainment. It's for results. Do it. It works. Period. You've tried everything else. You need to come and try this. 
early bird special, only $49.99 guaranteed. Because don't just cut down, but stop smoking. In addition, lose all the weight 100% guaranteed with Mark Patrick Seminars. Let hypnosis destroy unwanted cravings and lose the weight. That's right, Seminar Sunday, September 30th at the Holiday Inn in Effingham. Weight loss seminar at 11 a.m. and the Stop Smoking Seminar at 2 p.m. Registration is 30 minutes before the seminar. Sign up at markpatrickseminars.com. And now, the starting lineup. Caught! It's going to be caught! And for a touchdown! No! On 98.9 The Game. No! Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on a 98.9 The uh, Game. Don't have a lot of t- more time on uh, here on the Trustroll Radio Show, but we'll switch things over to uh, the uh, podcast and still plenty more to uh, come at you. We still got to wrap up even more stuff from high school football. How do you like me now? Beast mode, recap, pick them, and get to uh, the uh, NFL and Coach Duckett from Shelbyville as well but right now we uh, close out we have the uh, top three moments from the sports weekend so let's go and now it's time for the top three top three moments from the uh, sports weekend of course in a no particular order but i'll start off with my number three and it was from the nfl on a sunday and we had a score gami of course not a lot of teams score 70, and that was it. It was a 70-20 to 20 win for Miami over Denver. I hope you didn't listen to me picking uh, Denver plus. <laughs> yeah, this, plus that, that didn't quite work yeah, out. But we'll talk more about that in the pod. 70, yeah. 70 points for yeah. the Dolphins. Incredible. Crazy. Uh, my number uh, one from the weekend, Travis, is the Cubs sweeping the Pirates, rede- or the uh, Rockies, redeeming themselves keeping their playoff hopes alive still a game above miami so we're still there problem is is that we don't own any tiebreakers yeah that's that's kind of funny when you told me about that this point losing (laughs) records against all of them so hmm yeah interesting and the braves and the brewers are ahead yeah but hey you can try sweat the rockies we can try it's good yeah Uh, my number two a moment from the uh, sports weekend, and this may be a little controversial because this was the biggest story coming out of a Sunday, but Taylor Swift in attendance there at the uh, Kansas City Chiefs game, taking the invite of Travis Kelsey, and big props to Travis's everywhere with uh, Travis Kelsey shooting his shot and getting it with Taylor Swift, coming and sitting in the booth with mom, yep. cleaning up after herself too. Laughing with mom too. Yeah, and <laughs> saying uh, LFG, let's go. Hey, here's the best part, Travis. If she's going to write a record about this, her first two quarterbacks are going to see an NFL game, Justin Fields and Zach Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> so she's got a lot of heartbreak songs coming up. Oh, man, yeah, fans. Taylor Swift dancing on the grave of yeah. the Bears oh, yeah. <laughs> yesterday. Yep. yep. Uh, my number two, Travis, is from Sunday. It's from the NASCAR race, and it is, what have I done to anger the NASCAR gods? Because <laughs> Kyle Larson is pulling away with this race. Caution comes out, 
and Bubba Wallace and him get together. Kyle Larson finishes 31st, and you get another win, my friend. <laughs> Gifted to you after Kyle Larson dominates the whole day. Yeah, I saw that. What have I done? That was unfortunate. Uh, spinning out at the very end. Yep. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> no, not, not a fan. Uh, my number one moment from the uh, sports weekend was a uh, combo on a Saturday was uh, Oregon just absolutely smacking uh, Colorado 42 to uh, 7. But you think that's going to deter Fox big new kickoff from going to Colorado again this week? No, no. But also uh, uh, later on in the evening as well, when Notre Dame loses, I win. And they only had 10 guys on the field twice in the final two plays against Ohio uh, against Ohio State and Ohio State beating Notre Dame there in South Bend and all the tears. Give me all the Irish tears on Saturday. Well, Travis, I'm also sticking to Saturday, and that is the Panthers do it again, scoring. Yeah. 20 seconds left to go. Granted, it was against an 0-14. You probably shouldn't have been in this close of a game against them. But scoring a field goal, 20 seconds left. At one point, Travis, they were down 28 to 7. Wow. Ended up coming back to win 31 to 28. I did see that they won, but I didn't yeah. know it was that big of a comeback. They were nice. down 28 7 with 516 left to go in the second quarter. And then they rattled off, you know, 17 straight points to get the win. 53 yard boot, too. Yeah. Yeah, with 20 seconds left, that's a nice kick. Yeah. That's a nice kick. But again, you're facing an 0-4 McNeese team. You probably shouldn't be down 28-7 against them. Sure. When you enter at 3-1 and and you're at home. Right. Just saying. Yeah, probably uh, probably not, but... A hey. win's a win. A win's a win. They'll take it. A win's a win. You take it. <laughs> That's how you didn't play this weekend, by the way. Just... Hmm. EIU picking e up the win. Hey. U of I picking up the win. Oh, we'll talk about that another day. But we will talk we'll about save that, that for, for uh, football. Pick them coming up. Well, the yeah, we'll save that for uh, tomorrow, talking about more college football because uh, we still got more stuff in the uh, pod with the uh, NFL. And uh, how do you like me now? Beast mode overreactions for week five. And uh, Coach Duckett from Shelbyville and recap of Pick'em. And, well, we already kind of spoiled NASCAR uh, Pick'em and uh, recap yeah. High School Pick'em there as well. All right, so uh, catch us in the pod. But coming up next here on ESPN Radio is a Carlin versus a Joe. And enjoy. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in and welcome to overtime of the uh, start and a lineup. And it's Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, hanging out with you. And we still got a few more things to uh, get to. Beast mode. How do you like me now? High school pick them to recap. Coach Duckett from Shelbyville. NASCAR pick them to uh, recap. And the NFL to get to as well. So uh, we got a lot to get to. So. Is there anything on Sports Center that you wanted to uh, clean up that we didn't get to? Yeah, the D-backs eliminated the Yankees. Good. And the Angels have shut down Mike Trout for the year. I did see that. 82 games this year because of injuries. See, 
can't be the best player in baseball if he's not playing the whole season. Yeah, and he's not the best player anymore because the best player plays on his team. Yeah, same team. Right. So there was that. There's that argument. That was it. That's it. That's all. All right. <laughs> I was anticipating more, but sorry. All right. It's all right. All right. So let's get to uh, some more high school stuff. And let's get to uh, How Do You Like Me Now for week number five. How do you like me now? How do you like me now for week number five of the high school season? And I have a couple of choices here, but I'm going to go with Greenville over Pena. How do you like me now? 5-0, and the Comets, first time since 2014, beating the Panthers. How do you like us now? South Central Conference, what up? That's what the Greenville Comets said on Friday after that win against Pena. Stole mine. I, well, I couldn't go with that other one. I agree. It's got to be Greenville. It's it's got to be. be Greenville. Got to be. That's the only one when I looked at the entire slate of games from the high school season. The, the only other one I was kind of thinking was Casey. Yeah. With their defense, the way it's been this year, and and you know beating Lawrenceville, who was undefeated entering entering Saturday, they were the only one I was considering. But to me, it's got to be Greenville because. They took down. I mean, I said here on this past last week on overreactions, Pena's going to go undefeated in the South mm-hmm. Central Conference. Yeah. Nope. Around the table. Nope. I was wrong. Thanks yeah. to Greenville. Nope. Nope. Thanks, Greenville. <laughs> Ruining it for me. Just ruin it. Yep. Ruin seasons. That's right. Ruin predictions. Yeah. Uh, overreactions sorry. being wrong. Thanks. I mean, the only other one I could have gone with was Charleston, but... You can't pick Charleston, Travis. I can't pick Charleston after ABF game. And I already picked Charleston this year, so I was trying not to re-pick. Right. You can't how you like me now twice in a year. <laughs> That's you, you can't, right? Well, yeah, I, you can't say, hey, you surprised, you, can. you, you surprised me this week, and then go back and say, you know what? You surprised me again. <laughs> I, I guess you get You could. You can't have two surprise parties, Travis. That's not how it works. It's totally, totally acceptable, right? <laughs> I don't know how surprise par- parties work. I don't either. I've never had one. Never had one. Nope. Ooh. Never had a birthday party even. Never had a birthday party? Yeah. <laughs> really? I think maybe when I was five, I had one. And then I had one when I was eight because we were moving. And it was the last time I saw all my friends. Oh. And that was kind of it. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Let me get my violin uh, out. He got new violin. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> it took a sad turn. <laughs> so let's let's speaking of sad, Travis. Let's you want to talk some beast mode? Beast mode, sure. Beast Mode, who was on a Beast Mode, who was putting up the points in week five. 
52 teams on Beast Mode this week, Travis. That's a lot. Not in the top five, but I wanted to include them. Byron. Bad week for Byron. Slow week for Byron. They beat Oregon 51 to nothing. Slow, Slow week. week for him. Slow week. The least amount of points they put up this season. <sighs> Man. Man, it's got to be rough. I know. 51. That's What's going week. on? What's yeah. going on with them? Season's over. Yeah. Um, Roxana beat Salem 57 to 27. Clinton over Macon 54 to 20. Sullivan beating Sarah Gordo 59 to 7. Martinsville Travis over Pawnee and eight man football 52 to 14. And finally, Vandalia over North Mac 59 to 34. Those were our local teams. Now top five teams in the state. It was Belleville East beating Alton 63 to 16. Mascuda beat Civic Memorial 66 to 34. Mascuda, FM has gone there and played them once, I remember. Uh, Normal University defeated Lamphere 68-6. It was Joliet West over Joliet Central 69-12. And the top beast of the week, Milledgeville, defeated Hawaiatha 74-34. You put up 34 points, you're expected to be in the game. Right. No, you're going to put up 34 and still lose by 40. Mm-hmm. That's the way it works. That's the way it works, and that is beast mode, Travis. But that 74 points is our lowest Top beast of the week thus far this season. So far this year. Yeah. Mm. A step down from the 92 from Peoria a couple weeks ago. Well, yeah. Everyone kind of falls short of that one. When we're getting more into conference games, I feel conference games aren't quite as, you know, you're playing teams you know. Yeah. Teams you played year after year after year. So. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. That's true. That's mm-hmm. fair. And even though we don't do uh, NFL, but if we did, Beast Mode, uh, Miami Yo, would oh, be yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah, they would. Uh-huh, 100%. <laughs> 70 points on the Broncos. So, <laughs> Sean Payton, yeah. Yeah, good call. Russell Wilson, he can turn him around. Yeah, no, not so much. Yep. Yep. At least yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's see how uh, Pick'em went this week. High School Pick'em, week five. All righty, week five. We did uh, Effingham at Charleston. Travis picked Effingham 28-27. I picked Charleston 28-27, so I got the win. No bonus points, though, because they did not score 28 points. Cumberland and Arthur. I picked Cumberland. Travis picked Arthur. So Travis gets the point, but no bonus points because he said 28 to 20. Mm-hmm. So we both over. were over on those. Yep. Uh, Casey at Lawrenceville. We both said Casey. Travis said 31 20. I said 35 14. It was not that many. So we're over again. Over, yeah. Over Way again. over. Yes. Uh, Taylorville at Muhammad. We both went with Muhammad, so we each get a point there. But Travis, you said 31-21. I said 30-28. So Travis, you get two points for that one. Yep, that was a little closer. Yep. Uh, Saturday action, even though that Casey game was on Saturday too. Saturday yeah. action, it was Illinois minus 15 and a half. Travis picked Illinois. I picked FAU because I'm smart. And Illinois <laughs> won the game, but not by 15 and a half. No. Yep, told you. And then Sunday, Colts at Ravens. We both picked the Ravens, minus eight and a half. Boy, were we wrong on that one. Colts got the win in overtime somehow. Yeah. And Bears at Chiefs. Chiefs minus 12 and a half. It could have been 40 and a half. And uh, Chiefs covered. (laughs) 
So. <laughs> yeah. So if you've been perfect thus far this season, Travis, you would have 67 points. Mm-hmm. Travis, you currently lead with 30 points. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I am four behind you with 26 points. Still four behind you. I have been four behind you since week one when mm-hmm. you won six to two. And I've not gotten any closer than four. <laughs> I'm consistent at least. Yeah. I have 26. Mm-hmm. Record-wise, you sh- if you were perfect, you'd be 31-0. and 0. Mm-hmm. Travis, you're sitting at 20-11. and 11, mm-hmm. And I am 23-8. and 23-8. and eight. Yeah. I'll mm. take that record. Yeah. It's pretty good for you. Yes. So it's all going to come crumbling down. I need to uh, need to work on that. Yeah, but you're winning the points. That's the important thing, right? I know. I want to win everything. That means you're picking more game scores correctly than I am. I know. I like it. Next week, we got FEM Taylorville, Cumberland, Arcola, Illinois at Purdue, plus the Bears, the Colts, and two more high school games. No additional football uh, will be offered this week. Next week, we'll have additional games because uh, Cardinal season's ending. It's about time. I know, right? Maybe we'll do baseball playoffs instead of NFL football. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see how we're feeling. We'll see. We'll see how fancy we get. Yep. <laughs> People don't like football, anyways, right? So. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A particular uh, fan base is getting quite interested in football that don't normally get involved in football. The Swifties. They're getting uh, paying attention to more football these days. Oh, are they? Oh, are yeah. They have some bad blood, Travis. They might have some are bad blood. Are they never ever getting back together? I mean, when these two split, uh, inevitably. Ah, uh, there may be some teardrops on the football field. Mm-hmm. How many more puns can you go? <laughs> Not very many. That's about. That's the extent of my Taylor Swift knowledge. Ah. Uh, uh. Whoever the announcer was uh, the two games ago against the Jags, when he said found a blank space in the end zone, oh, it's just genius. Yeah, that was even before they were like confirmed. I think just rumors at that point. Yep. But now it's a true love story. It is. Ah, that's a good one too, Travis. Yeah, there you go. That's about the only one I got. Uh, yeah, we're we're right there. <laughs> we are fashionable. Well, on top of it, we're trendy. Oh, yeah. Boom. Boom. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's get to uh, some uh, overreactions here. Overreactions from week five. All righty. Um, not very many controversial ones this week, Travis. So here we go. First of all, I want to point out St. Therese has officially been eliminated. They're 0-5 on the season, Travis. Yeah, 0-5. 0-5. State champ to winless. Yep. That's crazy yep. mighty have fallen yep all right uh this first one again not very controversial this week none of them greenville is for real travis they are yep they have to be two weeks ago i said the winner of north mac versus greenville will make the playoffs the loser will be eliminated nope greenville's making the playoffs north mac is not it is irrelevant what happens in that game <laughs> right exactly <laughs> yep number two mm-hmm Muhammad versus Mount Zion will be game of the year for the Apollo Conference. Mm, yeah, that's very mm, controversial, right? Stepping out going on a limb, out on a limb this yeah. week. <laughs> okay, it should be good. All right, only three teams from the Lincoln Prairie are going to make the postseason. Hmm. I think Sullivan and Arthur, both of them already playoff eligible with five wins. Yep. I think there's only going to be one more. 
Just one more. Just one more. Hmm. And I'm thinking it's either going to be Cumberland or Nokomis. Just looking at schedules and looking how things are shaking out, I just don't know if there's enough there for Arcola and Villa Grove to get in. Mm-hmm. I mean, Villa Grove's schedule shapes up more nicely than Nokomis because they got Arthur this week, Sullivan, yep. Cumberland. Yep, Villa, Nokomis has a tough schedule, but I I think I don't think there's going to be four teams in, in the postseason. Yeah, I think three is it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that fourth team could sneak in there. It just depends on points, and as we talked about, there's not a lot of them here. Now, granted. There's more points here than in the little line eye. Could Argenta possibly sneak in? That's the other one, Travis. That's why, Oof. again, I, I, Villa Grove still got to play Argenta, right? Yep. That's where I'm kind of going, where's Villa Grove at? Because that Argenta game could be an important one. Right. Argenta's yeah. finding a groove lately. Yeah, exactly. That may not be an easy win. Yep. Like you thought coming into the year. Yep. Cumberland also has Argenta later on this season as well. So mm-hmm. last game of the year, Argenta could play a couple spoilers on this season, depending on how things shake out. Mm. Yeah. So, um, all right. This may be one of my two controversial ones. Ready, Travis? Uh huh. Clinton. Yep. Will make the postseason as the only other CIC team not named Shelbyville. Last mm. week I said no one. Shelbyville is going to be the only CIC team. I'm believing the Clinton hype train. Yeah. I, I mean, think I think they can get in. It's possible. They, they still got work to do. Mm-hmm. It's not a guarantee for sure. But if, if, you know, it's one of those expressions where I'm backed up against the wall and I have to pick another team from the CIC to make the postseason, Clinton's, Clinton's my option. I don't believe in Tuscola and Central A&M. I, I don't know what I'm getting on a week-to-week basics out of, out of those two teams. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not really willing to write off Tuscola just yet, especially the way their schedule shakes up. Mm-hmm. So I think they could be the other team that sneaks in there. But, yeah, I mean, I, I would agree. I think that it's the Clinton hype train is yeah. – is starting to yep. gain traction, and this is a uh, pivotal for both of these teams this week with mm-hmm. Tuscola and Clinton. Mm-hmm. So it could be a long way to see who's going to the playoffs yep. there. Yep. And finally, Travis, this may be you have firsthand knowledge on one of these teams, so you can tell me if I'm crazy or not. Uh huh. The KZ defense is greater than the Mount Carmel offense. Ooh, that's a big statement. That's a big statement. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that whenever I saw the Mount Carmel offense, I was like, man, I, I thought this would be uh, – they would just run away mm-hmm. from FEM, so mm-hmm. maybe they hadn't – yeah, I can't really yet. say found their groove, but, I mean, they still have – the majority of the pieces that were here this year were same as last year. Mm-hmm. So so that was kind of caught me by surprise. I thought they would be more dominant in that game against the Hearts, but – Man, this KZ defense is just well, and we have made the argument on this show last pretty week, dang Travis, impressive. Like, oh, but KZ hadn't played anybody. Yeah, they hadn't played anybody who had a winning record. Well, now they shut out Lawrenceville, who mm-hmm. was four and zero entering the game. Right, seemed like it was a grinded out game. Yeah, but again, that defense held strong. Their their defense is really good. It is, yeah. 
And so we'll see week seven. Yep. How it all shakes out. But they're going to be problems in one A, I think. Yeah, I, I certainly certainly think so. Mm-hmm. Like the only thing that's going to hurt them is they're going to be the uh, lower one of the top seeds. There's going to be the lower half of that because 15 opponent wins. Mm-hmm. That's the lowest of the remaining undefeated teams so yeah, far. Yeah, but if you look, Travis, let me see. Uh, since we're <laughs> since we're talking it, let's let's pull up the That's playoffs here a, and look at the uh, not a lot of wins playoff outlook here. The for opponent class wins one A. I mean, thirteenth in the entire state mm-hmm. is where they'd be right now in one A. Yeah, but you look at who's in front of them in the South, Travis. You're looking at Arthur. Camp Point always goes one way or the other, north-south. So they'd probably go south this year, I would think. Sesser? Mm-hmm. That's it? Yeah. I mean, Greenfield usually goes north. Leroy's kind of another one. Lena Winslow is uh, iffy, I think, if I remember correctly. Mm, I think they're probably north. I think they usually go north. So, Casey could be a two or a three in the south. Mm-hmm. If they went out, possibly a four, because it depends on Arthur. Yeah. Arthur still has to face Sullivan. If they lose to Sullivan and Casey wins out, that would leapfrog Casey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. again, I don't know if I want to be that, because you look at who's hang, you know hovering around in the bottom right now. Cumberland's 26th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We could get a Casey-Cumberland matchup. In the first round of the playoffs. Mm. And then, you know, Nokomis is right there. Villa Grove, oh, Tuscola's 41. I mean, if you're Casey, do you want to see Tuscola round one? No. No. No, I don't. So, even someone like uh, Central A&M, Travis, if they get five, you know, if they get five and four, that's a team you could see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... I yeah, I don't know. It just all depends on how the matchups shake out. But I just feel there's a lot less 1A schools that right now are in good position to make the playoffs mm-hmm. in our area. There is. And when we ran through the list. Yeah. I mean, even someone, Travis, like a Red Hill, who, you know, isn't in a conference or anything, they're 2-3. and three. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't have a great shot at making the postseason. Yeah. Right now, sitting at two and three, their schedule remaining is uh, like an Indiana team this week, and then one and four Madison, one and four Metropolis, and two and three Carlisle. So, but they just got blown out by Leroy, who's undefeated, forty-nine to thirteen, and they lost to Lawrenceville and they lost to Casey. So they may have the points. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they can get to five wins. Yeah, that's the biggest thing for them. I think they would have the mm-hmm. five or the, the points. Yep. So, so. But, yeah, it's – we're we're getting down to it, Travis. I mean, we what are. is this, week six coming up? Week six coming up. We'll be two-thirds of the way through the season. Mm-hmm. Yep. People can officially clinch, clinch with six wins. And officially be eliminated, even though I have them officially eliminated if they're on five. Right. But – IHSA still is not deleting them off the playoff hopefuls. Oh, sure. No, you can't do that. No, IHSA can't update stuff. Well, I mean, no, you just can't take them off there. 
Yeah, you can. They're zero and five. They're done. Yeah. I guess. There's no guessing, Travis. <laughs> you need you need five wins to qualify. I know. If you're zero and five. Well, you can't get there. Yeah. So take them off the list. He's using up web space. <laughs> <laughs> Just taking up web space. There you go. So that's uh, that's our overreactions for the week. That's our overreactions, Zane, to uh, close uh, the book today on high school football. Uh, we will get to uh, Coach uh, Duckett here from the uh, 5-0 and undefeated uh, Shelbyville Rams. Talk about their uh, matchup this past Friday and take a look at what this week has in store. So, here is a conversation with Coach Duckett right now. Travis Sparks here on the uh, starting lineup, joined once again by uh, Shelbyville head coach Duckett. And how you doing today, Coach? Doing well. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, and it's a start of another week, and it's a start of another week after another win. So it's a five and zero feeling once again this year, and that's got to feel pretty good. Oh yeah, anytime you can start off, uh, you know, any wins you get are great. But you know, starting off five and zero is. Uh, Definitely a, a great feeling for our guys, and they're working hard to be able to get to this point. And then uh, on uh, Friday, you got there to five and zero. You got a twenty-seven to zero win over Warrensburg Latham on a Friday night. So uh, another good win for you uh, on Friday. Yeah, yeah. Anytime you can get a shutout, that's a great thing, and uh, you know it takes a, a whole team effort to be able to do that. And um, they moved the ball pretty well in the first half. They had a one drive, uh, 19 play drive that took over 10 minutes off the clock. We could not get them off the field, and they got all the way down to the two yard line, and we were able to uh, to bolster up on defense and get a stop there. And uh, so that was a definitely a good defensive stand to keep that shutout for sure. Oh, oh wow, that was a super long drive there, and it started yeah. off well for you guys offensively as well. You got on the board, and it was eight to nothing there in the first quarter. And uh, Brody Bame was the guy who uh, took it in for the touchdown to get things started, uh, scoring offensively for you guys. Yeah, we. I think our first drive, we drove down. Uh, I was. Five, four or five plays uh, had a big catch by Jack Yokish, got us down in there and then scored. And um, then after we stopped them, we we drove down. It was like 98 yard drive down, and scored again. So oh, wow. it's good to see uh, you know a, a big long drive like that. And uh, we were able to move the ball pretty well. Um, we had a few few little issues here and there, some penalty issues that put us sure. in some long yardage situations that uh, we couldn't quite dig ourselves out of. A couple couple drives that kind of stalled out that way, but. Yeah, overall, just a pretty good game. All right, yeah, and then you just kind of built up that lead little by little as well. You made that uh, key defensive stop there in the red zone, and then it was a uh, twenty to zero at halftime. So you just uh, kept it going uh, throughout the second quarter as well. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we had a, a nice long pass play uh, there early in the second that got us up to twenty, and then uh, we had the ball right before the half and. Had a few plays, drove down a little ways, but I ended up running out of time there before the end of the half. And uh, see, we kicked off the second half and uh, and got a stop and then scored again there. And that's I think what got us twenty seven in the second half. Right, yeah. And then uh, the twenty seven is kind of the lowest point total that we've seen uh, this season so far. But hey, uh, I guess you'll you'll take it. You still got the W, and that's all that matters. Oh yeah, you know they played really. Really good on defense. Uh, they, they were very fundamentally sound. They they tackled well, um, kind of held us in check, and 
we just and they ate the clock. That was a big thing. That, that big drive, that ten minute drive they had in the yeah. quarter, you know, just limits possessions you can have, and they were able to, to get first downs and uh, kind of keep the ball out of our hands um, throughout the entire game. And so, you know, when when team does that, you, you just got to take advantage of the opportunities you get to to be able to score and. Um, and luckily, we were able to score when we did have the ball, though. Right, yeah, exactly. And maybe it was a good that you had one of those type of games that uh, you don't just put 40, 50 points up on the board, that you can uh, grind it out and uh, just find a different way to win, keeping that undefeated streak going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, you got to have those defensive efforts, and it was good to see our defense get another shutout. And, uh, you know, anytime you do that, um, you know, it's, it's just a special thing. And, you know, especially when you get some of those younger guys in at the end, uh, the JV guys in there in the fourth quarter and uh, mm-hmm. them being able to keep that shutout was, was great to see. Right, yeah, and uh, it's the second shutout of the season so far. It's the second and two in uh, three weeks, and you almost had it in week one uh, as well, a late touchdown mm-hmm. there, but uh, another feather in that defensive units cap as well, getting the, the second shutout of the year. Oh, yeah, definitely exciting. And uh, you had a shutout against the Warrensburg last year as well, I believe. So uh, whatever you're doing uh, to stifle their offense, it seems to be working. Yeah, yeah. Um, just just being able to tackle well and uh, play play a little bit better each week. And, uh, you know, everybody doing their job and understanding their role on that defense, a big, big part of that. And uh, you guys improved to five and zero now, and uh, you're going up against this week is uh, making Meridian, and it's a home game, and it's going to be the last home game, hopefully for a while. If you get into the playoffs and get that home playoff victory, you're mm-hmm. on that way now. But uh, it's going to be a home game against the making Meridian coming up on Friday. Yeah, uh, we're, we've uh, got them for homecoming here, and. Uh, two years ago, they, they came to our place and kind of spoiled that homecoming. So uh, a little bit of a rivalry going on with them. And, um, you know, they, they've got some uh, athletes. They played some close games. They played Warrensburg really close two weeks ago mm-hmm. uh, or a week and a half ago. And uh, really this uh, the score they had against Clinton was um, it, it was a fairly close game. I almost one score there up until the third quarter, and then Clinton kind of blew it open. Yeah. So they, they've got some talent. They've uh, – uh, you know, played some good teams so far this year. So it's been uh, you know, maybe more indicative of who they've played that, that's given them a, you know, a, a tougher early schedule here. So, you know, they've got a really fast running back and uh, he moves around a lot and um, pretty good across the board, though. Right, yeah, and then uh, just with it being homecoming as well, gives those homecoming distractions uh, as well. Yeah. You got to fight through that as well. Oh, yeah. You know, that happens to everybody every year. It's sure. one of those weeks you just got to get through. You just got to grind through it. <laughs> and that's all you guys will uh, try to do, Coach. Well, uh, thanks for hopping on the program and joining once again. And uh, we'll talk to you next week, hopefully after another W, and uh, hopefully after a nice homecoming as well. Thanks. I appreciate it. Appreciate him for hopping on the uh, program once again for the undefeated Rams. And like we mentioned there at the very end, homecoming for Shelbyville this week against Macon Meridian. Homecoming weeks are always weird. They are. Because you either get guys who are really amped up to play because homecoming or are too distracted with everything else going on in the week, whether it be a parade, a dance, a king, a queen, 
you know, school stuff during the week where they're decorating yeah. doors and having dress-up days. And Yep. A lot of distractions. One yep. of the least favorite weeks for the coaches. Yes. Uh, head coaches, at least. Uh, there, so uh, we'll be talking to uh, more coaches uh, throughout uh, the uh, week with homecoming season in full swing. All right, so uh, let's uh, switch things up to talk more uh, football here and more football from the NFL world. Yesterday, as just going down the list here from ESPN, uh, the uh, Browns they took down the uh, Titans, only three points for the Titans. Cleveland won here 27-3 to pick up win number two for them, for Cleveland. Uh, the Lions, 20-6 over the uh, Falcons, 243 yards for Jared Goff. He also ran in a touchdown as well. And one of his favorite targets uh, yesterday was Sam Laporta. Eight catches, 84 yards, a touchdown including that long 45-yarder there. Had some nightmares remembering that from the Highland game all those years ago mm-hmm. against FEM. Uh, the Packers pulled it out, one-point win, 18-17 over the uh, Saints. And Derek Carr gets knocked out of the game here, so uh, Jameis Winston had to come in and play a, a lot of time. So... I haven't heard of whether that was a long-term injury for Mr. Carr or not. Hopefully not. He avoided a severe injury following his early exit from the game. Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network reported there's a chance Carr misses time with what he believes to be an AC sprain, but it doesn't seem to be a season-ending concern well, that's for good. their car. But knocked him out, and Jameis couldn't get it done. Couldn't get it done as the Broncos – 70 to 20, 50 point loss for Denver as just everybody on the Broncos had themselves the day, or uh, the Dolphins. Yeah. Tua, 304 yards, four touchdown passes. Uh, Devontae Acne, two touchdowns over 203 yards. Raheem Morissette, 13 carries, 82 yards, and three tutties. Uh, uh, Tyreek Hill. Uh, and Morissette also had another uh, receiving touchdown as well. Acne had two uh, receiving touchdowns, so have yourselves a day. And just everyone uh, going hard on the 0-3 Broncos and just the evil genius that is Mike McDaniel there in Miami. 70 points, putting up a statement in Week 3. They could be good, but yeah. my goodness, 70. Yeah, that was a little extreme. And they're also, they could have kicked a field goal there at the very end to tie the uh, scoring record, but instead they took a knee instead. That's because their coach used to be a ball boy for the Broncos, so he didn't want to hurt it too badly. He did, yeah. They pulled that uh, picture and video out of obscurity mm-hmm. without being a ball boy. Yep. Now a mad scientist, genius, what is in that vape? That Mike McDaniel has, that uh, he creates all these crazy plays, but whatever it is, it's working. Whatever it is, you gotta gotta respect it. And Dolphins three and zero now to open the season. A big test though this week coming up at Buffalo. 
Uh, the Chargers, four-point victory over the uh, Vikings, 28-24. The Chargers picking up the uh, dub, 405 yards for Justin Herbert and a three touchdowns. And Keenan Allen, 18 catches, 215 yards for him. And the Chargers win. And Vikings now 0-3. The end of that game, Travis. Yeah. Come on, Viking fans. Don't cost your team the win. You're playing at home, and it got too loud. They couldn't make a play. Yeah. Wasted so much time on the clock. Mm-hmm. And then Kirk Cousins throws a pick. <laughs> now, granted, it was a double double tip, so it's not 100% his fault. Right. But it is at least 75% his fault. Uh, yeah. Another uh, good game before Justin Jefferson. Seven catches, 149 yards, a touchdown. But Vikings, 0-3. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're at the Panthers on Sunday, so try to right the ship. I mean, try. Uh, the uh, Jets, oh boy, they yes, uh, Travis. They lost. They have people spitting mad. They're spitting out their own teeth, and they lost by five, fifteen to ten, over the Pats. But that's no surprise. The Pats have owned the Jets with or without Tom always Brady. Always have, always will. 15 to 10, New England wins this one in a rain soaked field. I don't know what's more of a disaster the Jets uh, players or the field that they were playing on. Well, both were pretty bad. Pretty bad. Things are getting pretty dire there. People yelling at coaches, yelling at uh, Zach Wilson. And the rats are jumping off the ship. Oh, guys. yeah. Oh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers down and. Well, this is who you are. Yep. Jets. Who do they got? Oh, good grief. They got uh, the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. Yeah. <laughs> good luck. So T-Swift can see Zach Wilson. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Is that in Kansas City? J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Now it's in MetLife. Uh, the uh, Bills, they were all over the uh, Commanders, 37-3. to uh, three. Whoever was the idiot who picked the Commanders uh, to keep it within a tutty was an idiot, obviously. 37-3, Buffalo wins. Maybe the exaggeration of their demise. Yeah. But, yeah, Commanders, they're a mediocre franchise, 37-3. Was a win. Josh Allen, a couple of our touchdown and interception. Go figure for him. Uh, the Texans, they pulled one off against the Jags, 37-17. Not a lot of people saw nope. that come in. The Jags were like eight, eight-and-a-half-point favorites. So 37-17 really put it on them. Yep, I was a little upset about that one. Uh, the Colts, they pulled one out in OT. Matt Gay with a 53-yard game winner. In overtime, Gardner Minshew leading Indy with the win, 22-19 to over Baltimore in a rain-soaked game. Seahawks 37-27 over Andy Dalton and the Panthers. Andy Dalton still went for 361 and a couple of tutties, but Seattle pulling out the dub. Uh, already Cardinals. 28 to 16 yeah. over the Cowboys. How does that happen? How does the Cowboys look so good? I know it was against the Giants and the Jets, but 
Cardinals are not much better, but they still beat the Cowboys. They're a little better, Travis. I guess. I guess. Dallas, let me let me down. Let Stephen A. down. Oh, oh he was <laughs> reveling in the Cowboys. Of course he was. That's all he does. on Sunday and then on first take this morning with Shane Sharp. That, that's his go-to. Oh, yeah. He's got nothing else besides that. Well, he had to give it back. They were just giving it to him all Friday show long about his pathetic uh, first pitch at the Yankee game. It was pretty bad. Day. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, but at least he owns it. He knows. He knows it. Yep. Um, and he knew he was gonna get dogged for it, and me rightfully so. Yep. But it's okay because the Cowboys lost on Sunday, and his week becomes better. And he's probably going to Colorado this weekend. Too, I was gonna to say, was the... he on the Buffs train? Because that one uh, got derailed on <laughs> Saturday. Yeah, not a lot of, not a lot to talk about on that front. Oh, there's a this Monday. There's a whole lot to talk about, well, Travis. Just they. Well, and, uh, on the, the f- trying to paint it in a positive light. Oh yeah, for no, that, there's no nothing to talk about there. <laughs> uh, the Steelers they won a twenty-three to eighteen on Sunday Night Football, despite uh, oh well, Garoppolo threw three interceptions. Yeah, almost got knocked out of the game. Kind of got rolled up under, but Jimmy G. Yeah, Jimmy G. Josh McDaniels losing twenty-three mm-hmm. eighteen to Pittsburgh. Defense has been pretty good for Pittsburgh. Man, another, what a great person I would have drafted the Steelers' defense, only to drop them after week one. Man, what an idiot. But That wasn't you, was it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it totally was. And uh, my strategy from here on out should have been exactly what I was going to do anyways of whoever the Bears are playing that week to pick up their defense. Yeah. And I should have did it, but uh, it was too late in the game. Uh, and the Chiefs, 41-10 to with Taylor Swift in attendance. 41-10, to a beatdown of the Bears. Scored 10 in the fourth, but did it matter at that point? So less robotic, Travis, means worse? I guess. As he just filled through uh, for 98 yards? Pathetic. Th- how many more chances? I know. How many more chances are you going to keep giving this guy? I know. The, He's it's not wearing. the guy. Sorry, Chicago. It's wearing, wearing thin. He's not the guy. Hmm. And at the beginning of the season when we did our pick em, we said, can it get any worse? Yeah. It can't get any worse, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, it seems like it is, and it has. <laughs> it's even worse than what people thought. Yeah. Travis, this Bears team is absolute garbage. I mean, Stinks. that's an insult to garbage. <laughs> because even, you know, people go dumpster diving and find some gold and garbage every once in a while. You can resell it, something like that. Sure. There ain't there ain't no gold here. There's mm. nothing but trash. Nothing to resell. This is this is and that's the thing. It's getting to the point now where, you know, if you want to move on from Justin Fields, he's playing so bad, no one wants him. Right. No one wants him. You can't trade him for anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's getting, it be, is getting to that point. You'd be lucky to get a washing machine for him. Mm. Well, Nathan Peterman is the second option there after 
releasing him and re-signing him. So there is that. I, Travis, I'd go find some washed-up quarterback off the free agent wire and give him a shot. I don't care. Give me Matt Ryan. Give me yeah. give me uh, uh, Carson Wentz. Like, oh, there you go. Give me Teddy Bridgewater. I don't care. Like, bring in any of these guys have to be better than Bears quarterbacks. <laughs> bring in Carson Wentz. Now the problem is, is that your offensive line is absolute garbage. Yeah, because your it's run getting... game is non-existent. Mm-hmm. Right. But this this I'm gonna be it's so glad, Travis. In four years, when they're no longer the Chicago Bears, because they're going to move to wherever they're going to move to, and they're going to rechange their name. I hope so. They're not the Chicago Bears anymore, and we can just the Bears can just, you know, be gone. Just get that Chicago stink. Get get. There is no organization in football right now, Travis, that is a bigger laughing stock. At least the Cardinals won. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals beat one of the best. What people were saying entering the week: best five teams in all of football. And the Cardinals beat them. Mm-hmm. Bears couldn't beat a paper sack right now. Yeah. Mm. Dion could beat the Bears. It's pretty uh, pretty dire there for the, the Bears situation. I'm not and... saying the Buffalo team. I'm saying Dion by himself. Oh, I know. Bears. Well, probably. We are. What did we do to deserve this matchup on a Sunday? It's the Broncos versus Bears. Ugh. Noon on CBS. Ugh. Well, I know what everyone will not be watching. Tune in. No. You can find better things to do. But that can't be right on ESPN of tickets as low as $121. Oh. Is it in Denver? <laughs> no, it's in Chicago. There, there's your, there's we, your we, know, we know why, but, I mean. Travis, you're not going to be in Chicago much longer. you got to go get your games in now. guess so. In two weeks. I don't know what you're going to go see. In two weeks, you're going to be against uh, the Commanders on Prime. Is there a football team that plays at Soldier Field anymore? I'm I'm just wondering. It doesn't seem like it. Nope. Doesn't seem like it, and it seems like that, uh, well, Illinois, we have EIU, we have Southern. Yeah. But Illinois State's decent this year <laughs> yeah i don't i don't i haven't seen anything about, about niu or about northwestern them. well northwestern northwestern is northwestern yep i don't know if they beat minnesota or not this week but they probably didn't let's check it out i'm curious now see i got your mind thinking didn't they I? did yeah, they won 37-34. See? They're better than Illinois. Hmm. Yeah. We have the same record right now, 2-2. Two and two. They're 1-1. One and one. Yeah, We're 0-1 in the Illinois conference. That's yeah, okay. They at least beat a Big Ten team. That's true. Illinois can't say that. Not yet until we meet up on Saturday. With Purdue, but we'll talk more about Illinois more in-depthly tomorrow. Yeah. Save that uh, for that. Uh, but we do have two games on Monday Night Football once again this week, yeah. and it's the Eagles against the uh, Bucks at 6.15 on ABC and ESPN+. And at 7.15 an hour later, 
because it worked so well last week. Let's run it back and yeah. do it again. Rams and the Bengals on ESPN. And ESPN, a two mm. Bengals minus three still here. And we still don't know if Burrow's going to play or not. I believe so. He is going to play? I think he is. I don't know. I haven't heard anything. Before we came on the show, I was talking about we need to do it two different ways in case Bro plays, but then we need to do it again if he doesn't play. Oh, yeah. So, two different picks. Uh, f- for for Burrow's sake, I hope he doesn't play tonight. Well, is that for Burrow's sake or for your Rams' sake? For my sake. He tends to try and suit up for Monday night's game. Yeah, just suiting up. Barring any setbacks. He's not going to play. He's just suiting up. According to the Cincinnati Enquirer. He's going to put on the suit. If you don't, Jake Browning is the guy. Nice. Just as long as he can hand it off Mr. to Joe Browning Mixon. to you. Just as long as he can hand it off to Joe Mixon. That's all that matters. And all the Rams can pull out a pull out a dub, but Mixon could have a few touchdowns. But that but that is one of the, the bad things about fantasy is, you know, you have Mixon on one team and then you're playing against them in another, so the the downside of being a degenerate for fantasy football. I guess. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. And you're rooting against your against your team, your other team. I appreciate Patrick Mahomes for all those touchdowns yesterday. Yes. Even though it's against the Bears to do it. Hmm. Shouldn't have got a run at Lovey, I guess. You know what? I saw a stat, Travis. Matt Aberfluss has the worst record uh, through 20 games of any Bears head coach. He's 3-17 and 17 mm-hmm. in Bears history. So who knew that getting rid of Matt Nagy was a downgrade? <laughs> yeah. Right. Ridiculous. Uh, the Bears are 64-101 and 101 since firing Lovey Smith. Unbelievable. The curse of Lovey, and they've only had one winning season Ugh. since then. <laughs> and I think I saw another one was I didn't hear a lot of talk like I thought I would of an alternate universe of if the Bears drafted Patrick Mahomes and whatnot. One other thing that I was seeing was that uh, when Andy Reid was available uh, for the head coaching gig, uh, instead of hiring him, the Bears uh, hired Mark Tressman. Yeah. And who knew that that was still an upgrade compared to Everplus? I guess so. Now, here's the thing, Travis. I've I've heard the same thing you have, and I know it annoys you when people are like, oh, well, you could have had Mahomes. You could have picked Mahomes up. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes would not be the Patrick Mahomes we know because the Bears team around him still would have stunk. Yeah. <laughs> it's that simple. Like I said, I think Justin Fields has talent. But when you have three seconds every time you drop back to make a pass because your offensive line can't block and your running game is non-existent unless you run the football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No quarterback's going to look good. No. Doesn't matter if it's good. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Joe Montana back there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to hard to look good. And this is why you got. Ridiculous. Hmm. All righty. What do you got next? Uh, I mean, the only thing left is NASCAR and uh, recap of entertainment. 
Okay, which one do you want to go with Let's first? Let's do a recap of entertainment. Okay, so Travis, I still have Rams plus three tonight against the Bengals. Yep. So we're still waiting on that one. Uh, I had the Broncos plus six and a half against Miami. Mm, That's a big fat Didn't L. work out. Yeah. I had the Falcons plus three against the Lions. Nope. Big fat loss there. I had Cincinnati plus 14 against Oklahoma. Cincinnati lost 20 to six. That is 14. So that's good. It's a push, isn't it? What was the score? 20 to six. They were plus 14. 20 to six. Mm-hmm. I can't do math. That's 14. Yeah, it's a push. So not a win. Push. Push. Western Michigan against Toledo. We had Western Michigan plus 21 and a half. They lost 49 to 31. That's a win. Mm-hmm. We had Colorado plus 21 against Oregon. This was my my reverse psychology pick because I wanted Oregon to destroy them, and they did. They did just that. Thank you very much. I've never been happier to take an L. <laughs> uh, Louisiana Tech, Travis, I had a plus 20 and a half against Nebraska. Louisiana Tech lost 28 to 14. So that is within 20 points. So that's a win there. Stanford. I had them plus 12 and a half against Arizona. They lost by one. Arizona 21 to 20. So I'll take a win on that one too. Redeem themselves. Uh, Nevada against Texas State. I had Nevada plus 17. They lost 35 to 24. That is still within 17. So I will take that. Uh, Akron plus 16 and a half against Indiana. Took four overtimes for Indiana to beat them 29 27. So that's good. So that's a good. Memphis plus six and a half against Missouri. Nope. Missouri won 34 to 27. That's a loss. Iowa plus 14 and a half against Penn State. They lost 31 to nothing, Travis. Thanks, Iowa. Thanks, offense, for not showing up again, like always. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and finally, UAB versus Georgia, Travis. I had UAB plus 42 and a half. They lost 49 to 21. So that's a win there with UAB. Wow. University of Alabama, Birmingham. Let's do it. The Dragons. Won a lot. Yeah. Well, not really. We went 6-5-1. and one. Oh. We had the one push, and we still have one still to play. So, mm-hmm. six wins, five losses. Still a winning record. Still good. So, we got to double down for next week. <laughs> we'll add to it. Double down. See, see what we can find for next week. All right. So that's our entertainment. That's our entertainment, and the last thing here was the NASCAR pick'em. We spoiled spoiled it a little bit in the uh, top three, uh-huh. but yeah, Travis got another win. Travis up five, <laughs> led the whole darn race—not the whole race, but towards the end he was pulling away, and then just had to be cautions, mm-hmm. and you know, just just lost it and backed it into the fence. And now he is plus two, I think, in the uh, the playoffs. So, hmm. but William Byron got the win. Yeah, the dub. So he advances Again. to the next round. Another win for him. Another win for him on the season. Yep. So congratulations to him. And Kyle Busch had a bad day. He's in a hole now. He wrecked out early, so he's in a hole. I think right now below the cut line is Bubba. Wallace, uh, Tyler Reddick, who was involved in an accident. Um, Kyle Busch. And who's the last one? Ryan Blaney. That's right. Blaney got caught up in an accident, too. 
So yeah, right now it's Kyle Larson plus two, Brad Keselowski plus eight, Ross Chastain plus 12, Martin Truex Jr. plus 19, Christopher Bell plus 20, Chris Buescher plus 22, and Denny Hamlin plus 37. Hmm. So that's where we're where we stand right now. But hmm. yeah. Talladega this weekend though, Travis. Talladega. Talladega. Very nice. For the trucks. And the cup. How is like the super speedways? Yes, yes. They are pretty pretty entertaining when they want to be. Other times they they get very boring because everyone just kind of rides in a line for a while and works with their teammates and that makes it kind of not fun, but I'm hoping we get a good one. Hopefully it is a good one. Hopefully it's a good one. That'll be this weekend. So, there you go. Trucks, by the way, I think, is this their last? No, they, they still have two more. But the trucks are in there around eight, Travis, so they're they're getting it close to the championship four coming up soon. So. Mm. There's your NASCAR recap. Travis picked Brad Keselowski, finished seventh. Kyle Larson finished 31st, so Travis now ahead by five. So, I let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six races left. I got to get a win or win out. Those are my options. Mm, only options that you got. Yep. I mean, I, 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 as long as I'm within five with the last race left, I can still technically tie. Yeah. Wouldn't that be something to tie after all this? We did last year. <laughs> I know. Well, we got to add in our points from our, our picks for our, our playoffs, too. Yeah, there we go. So we win. That'll be the tiebreaker. If we, we tie, that'll be the tiebreaker. There we go. I, yeah, I just, no matter if, I, I'm not going to lose, but just no matter what, we got to, we can't have a tie. We can't have a tie. I think av- technically we said average finish would be the tie throughout the whole year. We did, but so, I like. I haven't checked it in a while. Last time I checked it, uh, I was ahead 11.4 to 21.2. Oh, yeah. That was before you went on your, your run you've been on. I know. You've been, won five straight, including been, an actual win. <laughs> I've been hot. You have. I've been on a hot streak. And I've been. My last two finishes are 29th and 31st. Mm-hmm. Not good. <laughs> Not good at all. I'm enjoying it. All right. Well, hey, as long as we're having fun, we're getting more people to watch NASCAR. It's a good thing. Exactly. Speaking of which, mm-hmm. um, no news yet on the uh, NASCAR schedule. <laughs> I mean, it would just they say be, maybe another week. It would just be surprising if they come out with one at all at this point let's just go week by week week by week we don't even know now we do have a little supposedly the North Carolina representative from North Carolina Mm -hmm. um, announced on Friday 42 million dollars in appropriations for various um, projects in Wilkes County in the new two year state budget Here's what it says, though, Travis. $4 million for Speedway Motorsports, Inc., which is an uh, incentive state officials earlier agreed to give the company to have the NASCAR All-Star Race at North Wilkesboro Speedway this past May. They Mm -hmm. said SMI also committed to having two NASCAR events the following season. One is the Bushy Mountain Power Sports 150, part of the Modified Tour, September 30th. So there's speculation, again, that the track will be hosting the All-Star Race in the fact of they said they'd be hosting two races. Now, they could host the All-Star Race. They could host a points race. 
Mm-hmm. But I think North Wilkesboro will be back mm. in some form or fashion. But uh, as far as the schedule, we have no clue yet. No clue. No clue. Well, that's that'll be good. It's annoying. It's annoying, Travis. <laughs> we should know by now. We should. Also, um, NASCAR is releasing a new video game, and Jelly Roll was the Grand Marshal for the race on Sunday. Jelly Roll. Yep. Nice. And possibly NASCAR will not be at Texas for the playoffs next year. Well, that's good for you. Yeah, I guess. This this race was rather wild. Like, there was a lot of action. So it wasn't, I mean, not like passing and stuff, but there was a lot of accidents. Mm-hmm. Right. So, there you go. All I got. There you go. All right. That's uh, all I have as well. So let's uh, get on out of here and we will catch up with you tomorrow. Thanks for uh, listening. Uh, thanks for uh, downloading. Have a great rest of your day. Peace out. Peace out.